As I'm about to record this podcast, there's a guy stood in the field next to me. Well, he's a little bit away, he can't see me, next to this giant castle, and he's taking a selfie very passionately. <laughs> Have you ever seen a somebody that looks like they would be the last person ever that would want to take a selfie? I don't know where I'm going with that. That's the weirdest intro I've ever done. Welcome to Made on the Road podcast. This is me. Podcast, you know. Hey, hey, hey. Good Sunday to you guys. I am making so much content at the minute that if you're managing managing to keep up, then you are truly my hero and best, most appreciated follower. <laughs> what I like though about making all these different types of content is it spreads me a bit more thinly between social platforms, Instagram, YouTube, and and this, but. It means that I have, it means that there's there's most definitely a type of format of uh, connecting together, you and me, that um, I'm putting out there, which is kind of cool. I like that. Interesting feedback on the podcast this week. Before we delve into the topics of this week, which is passive income and why it's important to a creative and what makes a good life big question that last one but um before we delve into that i've had some feedback on the podcast it's kind of mixed at the minute it, it's all positive some of you are finding my voice really relaxing and enjoying listening to them like in the evening with with a drink whilst the weather's really nice maybe whilst you're sat outside um got the wine out and some of you are listening to it maybe in the morning with a coffee or like driving in the car and obviously sending you to sleep on the car is bad <laughs> so instead those people are wanting uh they're, they're in I, I, there's like a mix of people that are enjoying when i've got guests on where i'm more lively like obviously when you're on your own it's hard to be as lively and like in the moment as when you're with people and those of you that have met me in person i'm quite a live little devil um always full of energy um but I, i've kind of enjoyed that about the podcast though like sitting down and kind of talking really calmly it really zens me out in a good way actually like when you speak to a, a family member or like a good friend in the evening after a long week at work that's kind of what the uh, podcast have been doing to me one thing I've done this week because last week I felt a bit bad actually because there was not really much of a structure to the podcast I just sat down and rambled roughly on the subject of social media I hope that, I hope it was still interesting for you and then um, you enjoyed it. But this week, I do have a few little notes here and there dotted around just because um, I've been wanting to like talk about specific topics um, related to the pod, uh, not related to the podcast, related to me as a human. <laughs> no, as me as like a person on the road, um, as a musician, as a creative. And um, although we're building a music creative uh, community here, we're also building a community that's that's for creatives like I see creatives as anybody trying to do things slightly differently um so whether I think I used the example last week of like I think I said like washing up or something crazy like that like if you found a new way to wash up that's being creative it doesn't have to be um I, I think I think society looks at creatives as people that have to like make something and then you come out with a product whether that's by the way, I'm really sorry. There's a football game outside and the sun is absolutely blaring. It's delightful. So I wanted to leave the door open. Um, and also, I kind of like, when you're travelling on your own, hearing people 
makes me feel like I'm part of a village, like a, a group of people say. <laughs> There's two football games going on next door. Obviously, it's Sunday morning, so. Absolute classic. Um, oh, I lost, lost what I was Oh, yeah, I think society looks at creatives as people that have to, like, make something or create, uh, like, a, an outcome from a situation that is kind of physical, so artists, musicians, um, writers. But I see it completely differently. Like, I see somebody that could walk into this bus and do something that I hadn't thought about, like do something in a certain way that I hadn't thought about, or maybe um, uh, contribute something to, maybe, maybe it is to a song that I'm writing, writing so there is a physical outcome, but to do, to do something in a slightly different way is being creative, and that can be the smallest thing ever. I found a new place to hang up my um, wet clothes when, uh, whenever I need something drying out, so like my towels and... Went swimming the other day, guys. Went swimming in a hotel. Very bloody nice. And uh, found a place to hang up my wet clothes. And I felt like that was a creative thing because I can now hang up a lot more stuff than I ever have done previously. Because normally I just hang it off. I've got like two rails that run down the side of the door um, that were from an old fridge. Like they're stainless steel handles. They look rather lovely. And they were from an old fridge. My, um, my dad found them from a fridge they were throwing away. And uh, he unscrewed them from the fridge and walked up with them and was like, should we do something with these? I was like, sick, yeah. And then, um, yeah, so I now use some of those as, as part of my creed. But uh, I always go off topic. Well, it's kind of on topic. But yeah, even the smallest of things of finding new ways to dry your, clo dry your clothes. It might sound boring, it might sound mundane, but like having that um, way of thinking that allows you to change the way you're doing things on a daily measure um, is creative. And... I rate that. I rate that a lot. <laughs> so although we're trying to build that uh, community, I am... Um, yeah. What was I, why, why was I saying that? Oh, God. This week, guys, it's going to be one of those podcasts where I have my notes, I start going off on something, and I start talking about something else. As you guys know, I can talk all day, and I've got a coffee in my hand that I'm going to get in trouble for this, but it's Sunday, so I feel like it's a relaxing day. Um... I've been, I've, I'm forever trying to cut down my coffee and now I just have a coffee in the morning but every now and then on a Sunday I make the um, my little coffee pot makes like six espressos when you fully, fully fill it so I fill it about two thirds because obviously it's only me and if I have six espressos I might die um, and today I, I kind of pretty much filled it up and I made a huge mug of coffee so my brain's going like a million miles an hour Um. Today's topics, I thought would be quite interesting to talk about two things I'm thinking about a lot at the minute. Um, passive income, why it's important to a creative, and what makes a good life. So one of those is something that we tend to worry about, and then one thing I think, and, and then the second question, what makes a good life, I think is a really interesting point to... Um, I don't know, just maybe share our thoughts a bit more. So I'd really love for you guys to be actively um, like getting involved in these thoughts. So maybe maybe get in touch on uh, Instagram. Or, um, I saw a couple of you had found a way to like message back on here. So I use an app called Anchor to do these, um, to release these podcasts. And you can actually leave a voice note on that app as like a response to the podcast. Um, there is actually a function that I can actually add that into... Um, the show so I can add your voicemail into the show to answer questions which maybe if we build this podcast up in a year's time maybe if we have quite a few followers um, 
But one thing I was trying to do recently was trying to do an engagement group um, on WhatsApp between creatives. And um, some of you guys that listen to this, I know are in that, but um, it's really difficult actually to, to keep it engaged. Mainly because, I think mainly because sometimes I'll put something in it and then we'll get a couple of responses. But on the whole, because you guys are all so busy with your own thing, completely understandable. Um, and because the engagement group was like set up with the intention of we'll find some uh, a way for it to be useful together, um, there hasn't been like the biggest direction in it. So at the beginning of each week, I was asking everybody, you know, what's um, what are your goals for the week? And then everyone would kind of reply and then we'd, we'd get back in touch at the end of the week. Um, and another thing was, what was I doing recently? I did something slightly differently this last week. Um, oh, it was something that I'd learned that week that was potentially helpful to the group. Um, and, and I was encouraging everybody else to share something that maybe they'd learned um, that week. Anything I, uh, from creative things to... <laughs> I can't remember what mine was that week. Um, oh, it was the diary thing. So I, I actually planned my days out um, by the hour every day the night before so that the next day I get up and it's almost like I've got a, a boss like I've got a schedule to to keep up to um, so that was my words of wisdom it's pretty interesting but um, I'm now kind of seeing this podcast as that um, I don't know if I'm going to continue the, if you're in the group I haven't spoken to anyone about, about this but I, I don't know if I'm going to continue the group purely just on an energy level um, I really enjoy that it's there and that people can connect um, but it's a yeah, it's a funny one. I'm looking at it now, and and there's like everybody in there. You're all really proactive. We've all met on tour pretty much, other than two people. Um, so it's a cool thing. So I've listened to the footballers in the background trying to work out if it's going well for them or not. Um, I yeah, don't know if I'm going to carry on that group at all. Um, but my different energies that I'm putting out across different social medias and different um, and putting into different areas, I'm very much trying to focus at the minute on um, the topic of passive income and what passive income means to somebody that is self-employed. I mean, ultimately, especially in the world that I'm in, like traveling all the time, passive income is like the absolute dream situation um, so, that, so that you can just keep on tootling on um, you put the right amount of, uh, amount of energy into doing something so that the passive income keeps ticking on, it keeps going. But essentially then whilst you sleep, um, you're still kind of bringing in a bit of money. Um, and it doesn't have to be massive amounts, um, but enough. Um, so there's passive income, which for me is the, the dream, like it's the goal that I can dip into it whenever I need to dip into it. And I think that's probably a familiar thing for everybody listening to this podcast, like I, everybody that I know listens to this, you're all creatives. Um, and passive income is basically the cure to all of our problems if we can do it. But why is it actually, why is it actually important? Um, for me, passive income rather than like, um, I don't know what the alternative is to passive income. So I, I started a job, as, as you guys might know from the vlog, um, working for a guy called Andy Guitar, who this week actually... I'm going to check up right now as well. This week is going to hit 1 million subscribers. Absolutely insane. I'm so excited for it. Oh, yeah. So when I checked up literally a couple of days ago, he was on 994. Oh, where is he? Where is Andy? Andy, stop it, mate. Jeez. Getting involved in the podcast. 
He was on 994,000 subscribers. He's now on 998. He literally gets about 1,000 subscribers a day, which is absolutely unreal. And the reason I'm thinking about passive income is because that's exactly what Andy does. Um, he makes guitar tutorials that... Although he does, like, uh, Ed Sheeran released a song a couple of days ago and he did a guitar lesson on how to play that song. Um, although he does those, he also um, does, like, normal guitar lessons. So he was saying to me uh, a while back that every, every year that his biggest day on YouTube is Christmas Day when people get um, guitars for Christmas, I guess. And then they'll go straight online to be like, how to bloody play guitar. And that's his... Um, that's that's his thing. So like he, he's creating videos that uh, it's not just about like a song that's just been released that yeah for that two three months is going to be really popular. It's actually more than like looking into the future. People are always going to want to learn how to play guitar. People are always going to want to learn how to play the E minor chord. So if he can nail a video teaching people how to do that, then that's like passive. That's that's just going to carry on going forever. And then off the side of that, he then does DVD or he did do DVDs. He now has a website that I'm helping him with that has loads of uh, lessons on it and people can just pay for like a subscription. You can have different levels of like beginner, intermediate, expert. And um, literally whilst he sleeps, people around the world are buying his, um, his subscriptions and he now has an app that does exactly the same thing. The bit that I'm working on with him is that um, I'm helping him make like loops that you can read the music and read the chords in front of you and learn different like rhythmic patterns and you can loop it so that when you're learning how to play the guitar you can kind of play along and you can see um, and learn about how to read rhythmic patterns and also how to play them. Um, so whether you're interested in both or whether you're just interested in the one, you can do that with the software that we're using. So really cool little thing actually, I'm really enjoying it. Um, and of course it's brushing me up on my, um, uh, what do you call it? Like my writing, my written knowledge, the theory. It's, it's helping me on the theory. But yeah, he's he's got that now. All he's got to do is just keep that ticking on, like keep thinking of new little courses. He makes playlists of like 10 songs with two chords. Um, so he'll keep he'll keep doing these kind of uh, really fun videos, but also really relevant videos. So although it's 10 songs with two chords, obviously they're going to be like classics. Like he five videos ago, he did one, um, How to Play Dire Straits, Sultans of Swing like a classic song that people are clearly still wanting to learn because that has 11,000 views and he only uploaded it a week ago. So um, it's really smart. It's a really smart thing to do. And I'm not doing that, I guess, with my YouTube channel at the minute. And um, somebody I'm looking at a lot at the moment is Peter McKinnon. Um, I've followed him for a long time. Um, I love his stuff. And the reason, one big reason why he got massive so quickly is he was doing tutorials on how to uh, use Premiere Pro and Lightroom as a photographer and a videographer. And so, so people were searching like how to do this. And then they'd find his video, find his channel, realize he's a really awesome guy, follow him. And then when he does the vlogs, like the second half of the week, it's just a fun video of his life where maybe he'll go out shooting videos or shooting photography, but you kind of get to know about him. And that's how people found the vlogs was actually through finding um, something completely different. Hello, mate. My neighbours are here. I've got neighbours in the in the, the bus today and uh, they're going out for a bike ride at the moment. So actually, I think he's going to come around and say hello. Bear with me. I might end up jumping and cutting this bit out. No. He's not gonna. He's not coming. He's just turned around and cycled the other way. Oh, bless him! So I had a caravan pull up behind. I'm in the middle of nowhere, by the way, on the border of Germany. I'm about to go into Germany, maybe today. Um, 
And this caravan pulled up behind me about an hour later and it's this old, I can't believe, they're, they're 70, but you know when people look, I, I would have put them mid or late 50s maybe, but he was like, I'm 70 and they've just gone out on a bike ride with their high-vis jackets on. Bless them, it's so sunny. There's no need for high-vis in this day. <laughs> yeah, bless them. Safety first though, guys. These, I mean, I'm saying that, but these guys are right. Where the, where the high-vis, guys? So I've been looking at Peter McKinnon because... People are ever gonna. People are forever gonna want to know how to. I don't know how to boost the contrast in your photos so they look good and not bad. Um, people will forever search those videos. So he'll still be getting like thousands of hits a week on on every single video that he's done. That's a tutorial, and then he's cleverly slotted in his thing in the middle. Now, one thing I'm doing a lot of at the moment is doing covers, which is great for an initial boost of views and followers and subscribers. But in three months time when everybody's forgotten that song um, I'm no longer going to be getting views so it's a lot more effort to then keep up with it because you've got to then do a lot more videos to keep up with that momentum um, the only downside to me doing maybe a Logic Pro X tutorial like how to video is that there's so many Logic Pro X videos out there now like Peter McKinnon got on it when the new version was out so he was tagging the new version everyone's searching for it um, I mean how long has Logic Pro X been out for now maybe eight years I'm hoping they drop one soon. That would be mega if they did. I think they drop one every 10 years, do they? Or something like that. So probably one coming up pretty soon. Um, but yeah, I, I, I need to get on that hype as soon as it goes because I'd love to do the tutorials of like how to do something because once I've written a song, once I've worked on a cover, all I've got to do is talk about something that I did in that cover um, that might be obvious to me but is really helpful for you guys. So it's then all about streamlining like what you create, how you do it so that you can have these like passive views coming in overnight, you're just getting views which in turn then eventually would be like a revenue, it would be like building up my social profile a lot more intelligently. Whereas at the moment, I'm relying purely on people uh, discovering me through word of mouth, through you guys talking and doing the covers essentially is like a, another really good one as well. Because nobody kind of, nobody accidentally discovers the vlogs because it's so specific. Nobody's sat there searching, guy on bus doing tour, finding musicians. Like nobody's searching for that, but people are currently searching for like a cheering cover, even though I did like a reaction video as a producer talking about all the production and the songwriting techniques they used in that song and um, because I used the song a little bit in the video it's been bloody blocked so I've got to wait another 24 hours before hopefully it goes online um, and under the Fair Use Act which is actually a law that says that I can use that song because I'm not trying to use it in place of what it's trying to be like I'm supporting it I'm talking about it it's like an educational thing like in theory I should be allowed to have that video, but I'm missing, currently missing all the hype of him releasing that song, so really annoying. Um, but yeah, the downside of doing that is in three months' time, people won't be searching that song anymore. Um, so I thought it'd be interesting for me to like point this out to you guys. You guys might have thought this out, out before, but maybe anything that you're doing, um, try and think, like, is there a passive way... Uh, is there a way of doing it that becomes passive income or becomes passive exposure? Um, all of those types of things. Um, if you're a creative and you're, you maybe make videos, um, doing reviews is a good one. I still get like a thousand views a week on my um, my first Aston microphone video that I did, my first review, which was almost a year ago now. And that's still my biggest video to date in terms of like weekly views and just overall views. So one thing I'm going to do is I've got this new mic that I'm using literally right now, the Stealth from Aston Microphones, and I'm going to do um, which one should you buy. 
the stealth or spirit um, and do like a side by side comparison. So that's my job to do one of the videos I want to do this week. I might start it today, but I, I just feel like making music today, actually, keeping it a simple day. I think I was frustrated that yesterday I spent, I don't know, maybe eight hours filming and editing these Justin Bieber, uh, Justin Bieber and Ed Sheeran videos, and they've been bloody blocked. <laughs> but yeah, passive income is important to a creative. It's It allows you to do what you want to do. It allows you to not have to step into a nine-to-five job that maybe you don't want to do. Because mainly because it pulls so much energy away. I know so many musicians that get, do a nine to five job or they do like a bar job and they're like, this is perfect. Like I can do a job five days a week. I can get home in the evening and write music or record music. I don't know any musician that actively does that because everybody's so tired after a, an eight hour day doing nine to five. It becomes a busy week. And then by the weekend, you just want to crash out and like see friends, see family, like not do much which completely, like, I'd be exactly the same. So finding passive income, or even, like, um, we met a couple of girls yesterday that are part of this com uh, gr bigger community that we're part of, which is called Corcovado, um, which Dave Erasmus set up and initiated, and then I was involved heavily last year. We're releasing a film next week, which reminds me, if you're listening to this and you want to come and listen, uh, you want to come and watch the film, get in touch, because tickets are available. It's the 18th of May. We have daytime tickets for workshops with people like Steve Booker, who's going to do some like photography courses. And then in the evening, we're doing a premiere of the film. Um, but something we've worked out as well, which is really cool, is that if you want to watch the film but can't make it to Brighton and you would like to host an evening with a meal or um, get some friends together and have some drinks and watch the film together, get in touch because we will send you a link to the film for free. You can watch it for free, but the requirements are that you host it. Um, you host three or four or more friends together to watch the film, have the conversations, discuss about community, and hopefully have an amazing night yourselves that um, was in the kind of realm of what we did on tour last last year, which was get together, have conversations, sit around fires, um, have some drinks, have some good food. And if you want to mimic something like that with, a, with an evening and get some friends together, do get in touch. Let me know. I will send you a link to the film um, and some kind of uh, just key little things that we are maybe like conversation starters. Um, so you can have your own mini swirl tour um, on the evening. So yeah, get in touch if you want to do that. But as part of um, a bigger community, uh, oh, what was I saying on that bigger community? with Corcovado. Oh yeah, we met up with these two girls and uh, one of the girls works three days a week intentionally so that she has four days to create and still have the energy to do what she does. She's a writer um, and a really great writer actually. Um, I remember her posting her blog post in our community group ages ago and um, I, I admittedly didn't read any of it but after meeting her yesterday... I had a good read and she's she's really good. I really like what she writes and how she does it. But it's really interesting. She does three days a week and actively commits to only doing that, um, which is out of the norm of social life, uh, as the society, sorry. But um, again, it's a creative way of living. I see that um, to be creative. She's being creative in like thinking how she can do her week, week's worth of work better. So those are my thoughts overall on like passive income um i'm still working out stuff like i i really enjoy businesses and and um the thought of building a business i've never built like a business where um we actively have like loads of money not loads of money but you know like constant money coming in it's always been 
things that I've done like as a musician doing gigs so you get money here and there when you chase the gigs or like obviously with the merchandise 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 the merchandise we're um we're selling a good amount of them you know it's, it's literally keeping me on the road and we're staying pretty much even on it so it's paying itself off I mean imagine a day when we're selling like 5,000 bits of merchandise a flipping year and we have enough money to to fund so many projects like that's the dream for me it's not it's not going out for posh meals or getting a gym membership for me it's like we sell 5,000 things we do really cool stuff <laughs> you know that's 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 my dream and my goal and so to I'm really thinking about how I can build a business at the minute and maybe what kind of business I want to build you know I'm 26 now as of last week um which is crazy and I think I think the second half of your 20s is like a good time to start thinking and start building um, so that throughout my early uh, late 20s and early 30s I still have a good amount of energy and still a, um, a lot of ambition to you know really build a business and a successful one at that so one day I will do that um, based upon all my experiences doing what I'm doing now and um, hopefully I'll still be doing this um, but maybe with a base and maybe with an office somewhere. I'd love to buy like a double-decker bus and turn it into like offices for Made on the Road and for whatever other business I have. I think that'd be so cool. But I'm actively thinking about these things. I'm actively thinking about passive income. I'm actively thinking about what could I do um, that that's requires a good amount of energy, but not too much energy and requires a good skill to, to build a team. And then the team can help keep things ticking over whilst I, I, I'm a good innovator, I think. I think I'm a good person to come up with ideas, come up with like ways to solve a problem. Um, it's just finding a way to initiate it. Like I have the potentially the next big app um, idea. I'm I, like I'm honestly not even joking. Any, anybody I've spoken to, I agree, like this could be the next next big. It's a dating app. Next big big dating app, and I just don't have the energy to make it. I don't know any app developers. I don't know anybody that's out there wanting to build a business um, and put in the time that is required and needed. I mean, it's hard to find people like that anyway that can that can actively get up every day and have such a drive to do something even the most basic of things like get those things done even some of my best friends frustrate the hell out of me because they've got such incredible talents or they've got such an amazing idea i mean guys i'm just gonna say it they're just lazy <laughs> it doesn't mean they're bad people but they're just lazy um but I know I'm the extreme opposite of like, I mean, I'm out here on the boards of Germany next to a flipping field and I don't stop, which is a detriment to my health and my uh, whatever else. <laughs> um, but as you can hear in my voice, just slightly off topic, when I started this podcast, I'd love to actually go back and listen to the first podcast on my tone of voice to where I am now, because the last six weeks I've really, really been trying to work on techniques and uh, ways to be conscious about my headspace. And things are things are good at the minute. I'm, I'm, I've worked really hard at it, and it's I'm feeling good. I think that's why my brain's now allowing me to start thinking about these things like passive um, passive income, because I've got the headspace now to not be worrying about stuff and actually have the creative mind, the creative flow, to start thinking seriously, not just on myself, which I believe everybody should focus on first, is yourself, and then the the rest just kind of happens. The rest comes. So another thing I want to do um, for passive income, this is like the final thing on this subject before we move on to the 10 minutes of uh, what makes a good life. Um, I 
I'm spending a lot of time at the moment doing like advert music, um, music that you. It was, it's called sync deals. If you watch the vlog, I kind of explain what a sync deal is. In 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 a sentence, it's music that you use, uh, music that people buy off you for like TV, film, video games. Um, and if you do it well and you do it good and you put it on some certain websites that you can keep reselling it, um, out of the blue, people will sort of buy it. So we, uh, my friend and a sorry myself and a friend Rick Armstrong we did some stuff last year maybe this time last year actually put it online didn't hear anything about it for like a year and found out that it's on it's been used on like two adverts in America so we're probably only going to get 50 cents each <laughs> for each play it's probably not going to be much um, but it's cool that like somewhere out there something we did last year has brought in be it the tiniest amount of money but money and so I'm actively trying to work out how I can move up the ladder on that. It's an incredibly competitive market, but I think, I think what I do, I can turn stuff around quickly. The feedback I've had off stuff that I've done so far is like really impressed. So I think I'm good enough to put myself in that mix in a in a in a bold way. Um, but I'm thinking future-wise again. The more I write music, when these things start paying off, then I am paying myself to carry on writing music. And it's passive for the next year. I will potentially be selling that, those songs, those bits of music to TV, to adverts, or to maybe like YouTube vloggers in, in the near future. Who knows? So what makes a good life? The biggest question I've probably ever asked, um, and one that I'm going to start asking my friends actively as like a conversation starter. Yeah, what makes a good life? For me... If we're going to do it on like a basic, basic value, that's like the core of me, having good connection with friends and family and then exploring with them um, different aspects of life. So whether or not that's conversation, like I really love sitting down with friends in the evening with a glass of wine, bottle of beer, whatever, and just having really good conversation. Like is that, this is my favourite type of evening until we're falling asleep literally mid-conversation. <laughs> um, but then finding places to explore with them, this is the beauty of the bus. It would be so perfect if I was here with one of you guys now. We've got a castle to my right, um, beautiful blossom field in the middle. I think they're apple trees, actually, which I think apple trees have blossom on, I think. Let me know. Um, really beautiful. Loads of yellow flowers, which look like the size of buttercups but I don't think they are football game behind me like it's silent like no traffic everyone's on bikes out here um, and what else well like just exploring these places and like today so ideally I want to stay I like staying in a place for two nights because then the middle day you completely relax you kind of got an idea of your surroundings like when I go for like this morning I went for a morning run at like half eight I've got an idea of what's around me and there isn't that much I'm going to go and have a look at the castle later before I move on. Um, but I'm only staying, I only stayed here last night. I would actually probably stay another day because um, it's perfect to get some work done. But I've run out of drinking water because I very stupidly filled up the bus yesterday but didn't fill up my water bottles. Very big mistake. In fact, I might just go for a walk and there might be somewhere in the castle that might let me fill up my water bottles or I might just find a tap. We'll see. Um, but finding places like this and having the chance to explore them with friends. So you've got the excitement of that, going out for walks, lots of nature, lots of conversation, and then the headspace and the right environment to create. 
absolutely perfect for me. That is that is literally my dream kind of situation. Um, the only thing that's missing from that is like I love the thing of like going down to the pub or going down to a bar where you know friends and people are and you, you're likely to bump into somebody and then sit and just have like spontaneous evenings. You know, like in your local community, your local area, um, you've got like a village of people and you're you walk into the village and you know a lot of people. You you, you bump into people. The one thing I kind of miss with the bus life is you're always meeting new people. So my new friends behind me, new people, great great to meet them and have conversations with them. Sometimes you just want the uh, regularity of like meeting the same people, people you already know, people you weren't expecting to see that day. Um, I do miss that a little bit, but you know, meeting new friends, meeting new people is good. The only downside about that is when you move on. So like later when I move on, I'm never going to see the people behind me again. I might do the world's a funny place, but I'm probably never going to see those people again. So... Um, you're making friends, but you're not making like lifetime friends, you know? Um, yeah, I guess, um, I guess for me, that is like the basics of a good life, like day to day, that's a good life. But I think ultimately I've been on a big journey recently this last year and I've openly spoken about this to a lot of people. Um, I've been on this journey of like most people society let's call it um follows a pattern of you get a job and if you're not happy on that job you're looking for a new job but you're looking for one that's maybe higher paid and then when you've got a job that you stay in for a while you're then waiting on promotions and you're then looking towards how to earn more money like the goal in life for, for most people um which is just the way society sets it up it's nobody's fault that anybody feels that way and it's not necessarily a bad thing that people think that way if you've got a family and you've got a new child in that family that's another mouth to feed so you're gonna have to sensibly look at earning more money but something that's never talked about in society is what happens if we go the other way what happens if we try and make our lives cheaper and off the back of making life cheaper we don't have to stress as much about earning money or having a five day a week job maybe we can cut down to four maybe we can cut down to three and then maybe it gives you two extra days a week to build up your own business to build passive income to then in theory just work whenever wherever you like um nobody ever talks about that nobody ever speaks of what is the opposite way of doing society and that's always the hardest way of doing life because you're against the grain constantly me living this life i'm every day against the grain of what morning routine is i get up this morning go for a run at half eight get back and i did 35 minutes of yoga yoga with adrian um till what time was it about 10 o'clock i think i did it till so an hour and a half of like exercise of like mind um exercises as well like i see yoga as that i'm doing it i'm thinking about a lot i'm clearing my head i'm giving myself a good like energy like through my veins i mean um for the for the day and it really does help like whenever i finish doing stuff like that i get back into the bus and suddenly i'm like cleaning like actually cleaning the bus um i'm making my bed with a lot more effort i'm not kind of just throwing the duvet back on roughly like i'm actually like padding it out so it's smooth um so it, i mean it definitely works for headspace um this, this is the kind of stuff i've been working on since episode one of this series oh. so nobody ever thinks about going 
the other way, you know? Um, and I think the exploration you have via doing that, like this last year, is is you, you really work out what makes a good life because you're essentially removing things from your life that are creating stress or things that, like, on a monthly basis play on your mind. So things like paying rent. I don't have rent to pay every month now. I just have fuel to pay. Um, and, you know, the worst case scenario is I just stay still for a while. Um, whereas if you, the worst case scenario in paying your rent is you get bloody kicked out, <laughs> which obviously isn't good. Um, so removing those things makes you think differently about how you do life. And for me, then I, I think about what are the good things? What are the things I want in life? And yeah, I, I've spent this last year trying to make my life cheaper and I have successfully, I really have made my life cheaper. Um, but then when I start wanting to introduce things back into society, so like I feel really detached from like normal society, let's say by doing what I'm doing and there will be a day, um, maybe sooner than later, or maybe I'll start introducing things and be like, no, 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 let's go, let's go back. Um, and it's about having that awareness. It's about having friends around you as well that can tell you when you're needing to sort your stuff out. <laughs> um, but, you know, recently I'm, I've been really wanting to introduce money back into my life a little bit more than I have been the last year. I've really enjoyed uh, being cheap and not not buying much, you know, not going out for coffees or go for a coffee and literally sometimes get a tap water when I'm with friends and not seeing that as a problem. Um, but also when I'm start, when I'm going to start introducing money back into my life um, and uh, and whenever I find out what my passive income is going to be um, a bit more um, it's going to make me relax even more um, but also I, I will then as I introduce it be aware of what level is making me happy I think there's a study that says £60,000 a year which is a hell of a lot of money for most of us £60,000 a year is the most that you want to earn before you, you end up not being any happier, on average. So I think it's suggesting that if you earn £100,000 a year, you're no, you're no happier than if you earn 60000 a year. Like I say, 60000 is a ridiculous amount of money. I don't know how I would spend 60 I mean, I'm literally spending £30 a week on a food shop and whatever fuel is like on the cards which the fuel side is getting paid through the merchandise so it's kind of that's balanced out so my life at the minute is like we're talking 30 30 pound a week on food or it's 30 euros so even less 25 pound a week on food and then a coffee here and there maybe um i don't know going and seeing something i think this castle here is free but if it's like five euros you know, I might, I might, and I probably won't today. Actually, I don't know if I'm made to spend five euros on a castle thing, but literally, my life is fifty pound tops a week. If I got six, sixty grand a year, I mean, I'd, I, I don't know how I'd spend it. I, I, knowing myself, I would spend it on business stuff. Like I would, I would reinvest it in ways that maybe could employ somebody to help me develop some into a different part of my my business. Um, and advertise, somebody to find conferences, somebody to find tech events that I can take my bus to, somebody to find music conferences, music events, music expos that I can take my bus to and be like, show people how I live my life and what I do and, and how I do it. Um, those are the kind of things I would invest money in, but 60 grand a year, it, just on just on life, just on me, 
I mean, I don't know how I'd do it. Obviously, that's different when you've got a family. 60 grand a year is um, a reasonable that amount of money when you've got kids to take, uh, you know, school fees, like out of school clubs, feeding a family of four and car on the road, mortgage, everything that comes with it. 60 grand a year is a lot more reasonable. But I mean, 60 grand to my life right now. Jeez, I'd be balling. I don't know what, I don't, actually don't know what, I don't know what I'd do. I'd probably just invest it in property or something. Um, because at the end of every year, I'd have enough to put a deposit down. That's the reality of it. I actually would. Um, so I guess what I'm saying with this is I do think, uh, what makes a good life, I do think finances come into that a fair bit because a lot of fun things in life do require finances. One thing I'd love to, I love to do with my friends, um, I haven't done it since I've moved onto the bus, is go to theme parks. I love theme parks. It's like the most fun day out you can possibly do. But you need money for it. And then you need money for food during the day because it's bloody expensive. And then you want drinks and then you might need to stay in a hotel or uh, dry, even driving there. You know, it's it's a good £100 at least day to do stuff like that. Um, and it would be great to have money in, in the bank to do stuff like that. Or maybe go and have experiences like, I really want to do that Superman zip wire thing. That's a, I think it's is it in Wales that? Uh, like the longest zip wire where you, you Superman pose down it. Doing stuff like It really, really does. So I've gone to the extreme of making my life really, really cheap and I want to start introducing stuff back in. Um, so that's like the materialistic financial kind of side. Um, and the reality is, you know, I've done that experiment for us all here and have, uh, having a bit of money is is essential. Um, and I mean, I'm talking social life. I'm, obviously money is essential for bills and stuff, but having extra money to enjoy yourself is part of a good life. Another thing that's part of a good life for me, like I spoke about earlier, was friends and family keeping in touch with those people. Family is something that's really hard for me at the minute because I miss them all. Um, because I'm obviously away for the six months. I do really miss them and it, it will be nice one day to... I mean, the thing is as well, realistically, um, I think my parents know this as well, and my brother, but I'm not realistically going to live in Lincoln for a long while. I may, I may move there like when I'm much older and want to settle down a bit more. It's a nice place to do that, but um, you know, whilst I'm whilst I'm younger, I, I like the like Brighton, for example. I bloody love it because there's so much going on. It's so great. Um, but being close to family and seeing them at least a lot more regularly than I'm currently seeing them would be great. Same with friends. Like I can't expect friends to fly out to me all the time when I'm back in the UK after this tour. It's going to be really nice to drive around the country and go and visit friends for a few days at a time for a week at a time here and there. And then I know that in the evening after I finished work, I'm going to actively have um, a lot of people to see a lot more. So like that is something that I'm I I'm I've always been aware of, but feeling more than ever now that makes a good life is. Um, uh, friends, family, seeing those often. And I think the final thing that makes a good life is um, conversation. I think if you don't have conversation or you're not able to have conversation very often, I think that's a real negative to um, life. Whether a conversation is, I mean, the extreme of doing a podcast like I'm doing, I feel like I'm having a conversation, I'm picturing some of your faces whilst I'm talking about these things. Um, but being able to open up conversation in some way, shape or form, whether that's through social media or more importantly, picking up the phone, speaking to friends, um, or, or even better, like seeing them in person, like being able to have those conversations, being able to uh, grab a beer in the evening, go and have a coffee, keep in touch with people. All those things I think are like super important. And um, we, it's something that I don't think we do 
enough in life is have conversation or open ourselves up to conversation. So I that I'd probably put that down as my third and final um, point of view on three things that I, I think that last one conversation is like a bit of a different one. I, I don't think we talk about conversation very much as like a a thing. We talk about mental health. We talk about uh, by by we I mean collectively like the world. We talk about mental health. We talk about money. We talk about. Um, material things and how they affect us and our lives but I don't think we just talk about the basics of conversation and I think it's something really important um is to share feelings share what what we're feeling about um different things going on in our lives if something's upset us especially if we're British we just keep it in and let it let it bubble away whereas here in like holland here in europe in general if something's upsetting somebody they just they just say it and we find that really blunt and like kind of uncomfortable i think as as british to like when we come to europe we often think oh that person's a bit of a bit of a you know insert swear word here um but i think i think I think when they open up and they're just really open and honest, it's why one thing I love is when you see like um, Spanish or Italians like shouting at each other and then they'll hug each other and walk off and you're like, what the hell? Like, are they friends now or what? Like, what's what's what what, what just went on? Um, and it's like a passion thing. It's like a, uh, they're just they're just really open and honest. And I think, you know, you don't then end up like falling out or like growing a hate for somebody or like creating a scar that then becomes between a friendship or a family member for longer than it ever needs to be and i definitely do this a lot more now if some if something or someone is getting to me as soon as i can pluck up the courage to talk to them about it um like i'm just straight away just trying to nip it in the bud and then i don't stir on it um and it's all about having conversation and and I think it's something in society we need to do is be able to make people feel that they can open up that conversation. I don't know if I'm good at doing that because um, I get a good amount of responses to everything that I do. But um, I think through what I do and the amount of questions I ask, I always I always feel like there, there's, there's room for more conversation. That's something I'm always trying to improve. It's always something I'm trying to openly say to people, like, you know, how can I improve... Uh, on a social level, like on a personal level, one-to-one, and also the same through social media and my following and you guys. Um, but yeah, conversation, I think, is a really important thing to living a good life. Um, and I, I'd i love to hear your thoughts on that um, being my third and final point of the day. I think the first two, like material, like the money thing, um, I hope you find it interesting, like how I've approached it. It's like a, like everything I do in my life. It's an extreme thing. It's a stream, an extreme technique of learning what level of money makes me happy. Um, but that's it's quite a common conversation, and friends and family is definitely like a, probably on everybody's list of list of what makes a good life. But yeah, conversation is my um, curveball. So let me know. Like, get in touch. Um, write me a message. Um, leave me a voice note i love voice notes on whatsapp so leave me a voice note on how you're feeling towards some of the topics that we've raised it would be really nice to have a conversation with you on a one-to-one level um that's it for this week i had a few more things on my notes but um as always i just talk (laughs) um thank you if you are returning there's there's um 
a really small group each week it's between about 30 and 50 of you guys that are sitting down and listening to these and um i guess hello between all of you like if you're feeling bold say it out loud say hello to the rest of the group that are here listening to this but i just want to thank you for tuning in um giving the time um for yourself to sort of um think about stuff as well i think during these podcasts i'd like like to think that when i'm i'm saying these things you're thinking about your own life and it's giving you a good bit of headspace to uh consider maybe different things you can do uh with with what you guys have got going on which i know is a lot um i will see you on wednesday hopefully you'll get to see some of these uh i spoke to some of you during the week about starting a new series on youtube where i watch a video of um a new song that's been released and i talk through what I'm hearing as a producer and a songwriter in what they've done. My first one this week was meant to be a cheering, but it's been blocked. I don't know if this is going to be a common thing, um, but if, if anybody knows of a way around it or anybody knows of a way that I can successfully put these videos out, because I think, because I get so many questions about songwriting and about production, I want to find a way to speak to you all and bring, um, what's the word? bring value to you guys and to myself by doing these exercises. So I thought it was a really good idea and now it's looking like maybe I'm going to struggle to even do it. Um, if you guys have any tips and tricks on, on how I can do this a bit more successfully and maybe things don't get blocked, I don't know, but the world of copyright is taking over, flipping everything at the minute. I get it. Like Copyright is a good thing that's saving a lot of people's asses and a lot of people's hard work, but damn it's um when when you're wanting to do something honestly and openly and help people out um on an educational front i guess um it's a shame when copyright gets in your way so hopefully you'll see those videos before next wednesday i actually have not made much music i've been working this week in amsterdam and i've not made much music um in terms of like making a vlog so i'm starting a vlog today for this week and it's already sunday so whew, I don't know what to do because um, I don't think I can post any of the videos of things that I filmed this week because somebody else um, that I was working with is being paid to... Oh, I've already mentioned his name, Dave. So Dave, Dave was paid to do something for a company this week and because he was paid to do it means that I can't post about it because it wasn't my gig, like I'm not being paid to do that. So it devalues him. So um, it's been a bit of a weird one because I started that on Wednesday finished yesterday it's now sunday so i've missed half a week but obviously if it's nothing to do with the tour then there's, there's no point me filming it for you anyway so uh tune in on wednesday it'll be in, excuse me it'll be interesting to see what i come up with for this week's video um take care look after each other and remember never stop creating this is me